Welcome back to the Think Education podcast. Uh, today, Judith and myself are joined by a very special guest, um, part of our International Voices series, but uh, I think a much needed student representative uh, today. We're going to have a conversation with a student from Judith's University uh, in Swansea, and we're going to be joined today by Jason Makwabarara from Zimbabwe, although currently in Wales, obviously. Um, and he's going to talk to us about his, uh, his experiences, his background and his, his views on, on international higher education. Um, so with no further ado, I'll hand over to Judith uh, to, I guess, formally introduce. I mean, he's, he's your student, right? In, in the institutional sense, even if not the taught well, sense, it's all, we're all part of one connective community. So uh, you should have the honour of, of introducing Jason uh, formally, I think, right? Maybe I should persuade Jason to do a higher degree and a further degree in applied linguistics, Jason, and then you can be a research student with me because that would be fantastic. Um, yes, Jason uh, is a, a student at um, Swansea University, started um, with the university in the college, uh, Swansea University, which is um, the college's uh, part of the university that we have in partnership with um, with Navitas um, and, and Jason is, uh, is now in his final year of a business and management um, business management and finance a degree and as you've, you've just said Chris is from Zimbabwe and um, we're just I'm just so delighted that you've joined us today Jason because you know you've got uh, a a fascinating story to tell of you know how you decided to come to Swansea in the, the first place and you know how you made that decision at a time when many of us were finding it challenging just going outside going for a walk deciding what to do you know and there were you sitting there with your family and your mother Florence and you you, you know the rest of your family around you um deciding to come and study overseas you know and and all of the excitement and the challenges that 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 brings so so it's really great to be able to talk to you today Jason so I'm just going to hand over straight to you maybe you could just tell us a little bit about your you know your your background and um and where you're from, a little bit about your, your family too, before we get into some of the details of, of what you're doing now in Swansea. Okay. Um, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, so, as you guys said, um, my name is Jason Makabara, and I'm from Zimbabwe. Um, I'm studying in Swansea, currently living here as well. I'm in my final year of my business management and finance degree. And yeah, um, like I said, I come from Zimbabwe, um, live in a family of five, I have an older brother and a younger sister. Uh, my older brother actually also came to Swansea. He studied sports science. So that did play a, a bit of a role in uh, my parents wanting me to come here. Um, honestly, for me, I ruled out Swansea because Growing up, I'd gone to every single school my brother had. <laughs> so every time, every time I got to a school, um, 
they 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 already knew me or at least knew my name because of my brother. So I think initially my thought was just I can't go to the same university that he did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it it turned out differently. Um, but yeah, um, and in Christians, you guys might have I'd be happy to answer. Yeah, that's that's great, Jason. Yes, it's. Um... Well, you're obviously much better than your brother, let's face it, you know, and he did he did sports science, that's easy, you know, you're doing a difficult degree in business management and finance. Uh, no, I mean, actually, you, you raise, though, a really interesting point, don't you, in terms of how, well, we'll, we'll come back later to, you know, the, the, the COVID question in, in some ways, but putting COVID aside, and apart from the fact that your brother did come to Swansea, what were some of the what were some of the choices that you made in deciding that you know you wanted to come overseas to study? You know what what were some of the important things that you were thinking about in terms of ending up coming to somewhere like Swansea? I think um, there were a few factors that came into play. Um, one of them being obviously the the education. Um, I wanted to make sure that I was getting value for money for my degree um, because uh, it's in terms of higher education, Zimbabwe has good education up to a secondary level, but at university level, I think there's three universities in Zimbabwe. And honestly, in terms of accreditation, in terms of uh, value, uh, on my CV and experience, it, I would be better off having gone overseas. So that was always the prime motivation, that it would just always look better on job applications. Mm-hmm. Then there's just things like experiences. I just, I love learning things. I love meeting people. I love um, doing different things. So I wanted to be far away from home because I kind of, soaked up all the experience that I could get um, in 18 years. I kind of knew everything um, that I that I could. I'd gained a lot of experience and I wanted to experience things differently. You know? And um, what's more different than the other side of the world? <laughs> so I think that was another important factor. I think in terms of, in terms of the culture, um, I think for my parents, they they wanted something that's a bit familiar um, because I do speak English. Um, so I wouldn't have to, if I came to the UK, I wouldn't have to learn another language. Um, I speak a bit of French, not well enough um, to live there. Um, and I also wasn't interested in going to France. Um, and other countries in Europe would almost... Um, I'd almost be obligated to learn another language. So I think that kind of ruled out Europe, well, most of Europe. And then I think America was another option. But that was, I can't even say it was an option because my parents are almost completely against living there. And I I can agree. I think just in terms of, uh, even just in terms of time zones, because for my mom, it was a big thing. It's a small thing, but it's quite significant that any time they wanted to communicate with me, they're waking up, I'm going to sleep, um, you know, yeah. it would make things a bit difficult. 
our lives would kind of start to drift. So the UK was, it just made so much sense for me to move here. Yeah, so there's lots of, as you say, there's, there's sort of lots of, um, there's lots of commonalities there, aren't there? So things that you therefore then can sort of feel comfortable with in terms of the time zone, in terms of the language, things like that. But, um, but enough difference, mm. obviously. Um, you know, I mean, you did say to me when we were chatting, Jason, that you didn't mind the cold weather. And you didn't mind rain. Now, Swansea, for those of you out there listening to this podcast, is a beautiful place. And it has to be said today when we're talking and Jason and I are both in Swansea, it's lovely and sunny out there, isn't it, Jason? I'm not making it up. Sometimes I do on this podcast. But today is a beautiful day. It's safe to say it's not always like that, is it, Jason? No. <laughs> so you wouldn't necessarily come to Swansea for the weather. But uh, yeah, but there's, there were aspects of commonality then, weren't there? Things that, that you felt comfortable with, but the things were sufficiently different. So it gives you new and different experiences. Yeah. I was, can I ask, I was curious, um, as you know, curious about something just kind of very flippant that um, we were talking to uh, Professor Lisa Wallace um, and another Swansea uh, colleague uh, in a previous podcast. And I never said it in the podcast, but I was curious because she was from Virginia in the United States and went to Wales. And you're from Zimbabwe and you've gone to Wales. I'm wondering, is it just the, the, the closest letters in the alphabet and people, people just migrate to whatever they can move, move, move around? Um, um, I was actually curious because, uh, uh, I mean, it's very sound reasoning, you know, and, and very interesting reasoning that you gave. Um, and it's kind of a nice combination of, of familial pull, as in, you know, that link to family, but that separation from family at the same time. I mean, that's kind of a, an interesting, you know, mix. Is it, is it a, a relatively common thing um, from your, your home background that students go abroad to study? Or were you kind of a, like, were you part of a trend? Or, or were you, obviously, I know in your family, you're quite literally a trend, right? Um, um, but, uh, but in terms of your, your high school classmates, did many of your, your classmates go abroad to study or did they stay home? Um, like how, how, I don't know, strange is not the right word, but like how, how, how are you fitting in with, you know, your, your background from, from that sort of travel perspective? Because you obviously have a pathway to follow with your brother, but, you know, um, it, it can be quite a big deal if you're one of a few that travel, travel abroad, right? I'm, I was just curious. And, and equally, whether your parents studied abroad, because that's, that's another big, big thing, right? I think just starting off with my parents, my parents didn't um, go to university. My father, his um, A-levels, he just went straight into working. He started working at a tobacco auction floor. And my mother, she started university, um, but they, they got married pretty early on and they had my brother soon after. So they kind of just... Um, and she started university in Zimbabwe. So in terms of my family, my brother was the first um, to, you know, actually go to university. As as for like traveling overseas, it's it's not a it's not an uncommon thing. Um, most of my friends are overseas, and and I usually only see them back um, during summer holidays or in December 
but that's in fact in a few weeks I'm going to Cambridge to meet we're just doing like a, a like a, a bit of a, a gathering of friends there's a, a few of us that are in the United Kingdom so we we kind of change locations and meet up at least once a year you know so not that strange especially from um, my school the people I knew a lot of them are abroad but the, I'd say the closest um, people go when they're leaving Zimbabwe to go for uh, for university would be South Africa a lot will choose to go to South Africa like I said it's the number is not small well, it's not uncommon for people to go hmm. Yeah. That's, that's interesting, Jason. I mean, one of the things I, I wanted to ask you, though, and I suppose now thinking about, you know, um, when you did decide to to come and obviously all of those decisions. So, you know, you've been very measured about what some of those decisions were and the language and the place and things like that. But of course, you were doing all of this at a, at a time then that was then going to approach going into COVID, you know, and then a global health pandemic hit, you know, did, did that in any way affect your choices? Did you, for example, think when that did hit, did you think, well, I'll study a degree online and maybe just do one online and not go somewhere? Did you think that at all? I think that was mentioned once at dinner that, oh, Jason, you might have to do your whole degree online. And I think I just laughed and said, there's no way. Um, <laughs> I think for me, especially because my brother's four years older than me, so he started and finished university um, before I even went. So through him, I kind of, like just as myself, I'd kind of known the the type of experience I wanted to have, um, and you know through him I I saw okay you know this is what kind of what university is like, and the prospect of not experiencing any of that and just doing school for another, I because we didn't know how long the pandemic was going to last, we were unsure of, of anything, so the prospect of doing my degree online. Um, at home, it, it, it would, I, I really was not even entertaining it. It was, it was, it was a thought that I, I didn't even consider because just even looking at it as a possibility, I felt like I was giving it a lot, like too much power. I, I, I thought it would be such a loss because I'd been looking forward so much to, to leaving and to experiencing new things and you know, getting to learn in different environments that, yeah, I, the, the thought of doing the degree online was, I was dreading it, but I did end up doing my whole first year online. And and so, as you say, you did, you had to do your whole first year online, didn't you? And then, then you did manage to get on a plane and come over to Swansea. What happened next? Um, even just the, Coming over to Swansea wasn't an easy process because I was supposed, as you said, I started in the college. I was supposed to do a 
basically a foundation period, May to September, before I started my first year. And our lockdown was about to happen in April, so I couldn't leave. So I, my parents said, okay, this, this is how it is. We just have to do it online. I said, it's fine. I did that um, May, finished in August, and September came and I thought, you know, I might be able to travel. Hopefully I can travel. And I only ended up leaving um, Zimbabwe in November. So I came to Swansea in November and then I was here for about a month and the COVID cases started to ramp up and my parents were really thinking, they were starting to increase here in the UK and my parents were, even though Wales, the numbers in Wales weren't that bad, my parents were a bit fearful because even after a year, COVID was still an unknown. So they thought, okay, come back to Zimbabwe. We've got less cases here. Um, so few deaths. I think at the time they'd only been, I think they'd been less than 20. So they thought, just come back to Zimbabwe. It's, it's seemingly safer here. So I went back and the, the day I got there, the next day there was a local lockdown. So it was a bit unfortunate. And then I think a week or so after, uh, the UK put Zimbabwe on a red list. So even if I wanted to travel back, I couldn't. So I thought I was just going back home for December, December holidays. You know, I'd be there for a week or so, a few weeks, um, right out the COVID cases, spent a whole year again um, at home in Zimbabwe. And then I was finally able to fly to Swansea because at that stage, you know, starting my second year, they had initiated, the UK had said anyone traveling from these list of countries has to do a hotel mandatory quarantine. And that costs, I think, about upwards of 600 pounds. So if you wanted to come into the UK, you had to, you had to do that. And that put a lot of people off because that I said, um, I wasn't the only one who was in the UK was overseas. So a lot of parents, I, it was known. I, I spoke to my friends and they were saying their parents aren't willing and unhappy to, you know, pay for you to stay in a hotel of 600 pounds, you know. And even though I really wanted to come back, and I understood it. it, it made sense. The expense wasn't entirely worth it. And then Swansea offered, they sent an email and they offered, um, they made an offer to international students and said, pay for the for the mandatory quarantine and we will reimburse you. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. So I spoke to my parents, they, they paid, and then the university reimbursed us, which was, I think that was extremely generous, especially in such hard times um, to help students come across. Because I, I met and I spoke to a lot of other people this was international students globally, all, all the world round that they offered this to. And lots of people were just extremely grateful that they were able to, during COVID, um, it's such hard times, especially financially after a year of a pandemic, they were given that help by the university. And then, well, since I came, um, that was last year, September, I've tried not to go back just in case. <laughs> but I did go back uh, the summer. 
So it must have been, yes, as you say, um, must have been an interesting time for you. That's probably an understatement, but, you know, um, really eager to, to come back. But at the same time, there is this, you know, global pandemic taking place. But at least then you did get the opportunity to come back. You went to the hotel and then you came, you know, you came and you, you resumed your your studies sort of here face to face. And um, what was that like then when you finally did get back here and, you know, studying with your your fellow classmates you know what what was that like to to do having been back at home studying in your room for quite some time i think what made it a bit more interesting was the fact that i'd been at home was some people were here so i was meeting people who i was meeting them for the first time but i'd seen them their names on zoom sessions um I'd been in groups with them, even though I was online. So it was, it was, it was a bit different. It's like meeting people for the first time, but having a, a bit of an, um, of an idea of who they are. And I was, I was really excited because now I could finally go on campus, go for lectures and uh, actually meet people and talk to people and not just be behind a computer screen. It was yeah, it was it was exciting. To be honest, it still is. I am still quite enjoying it uh, because I think, especially with with my business uh, with my business course, there's different um, uh, like branches. There's business management with accounting, with finance, with economics. So just some of my modules, I always end up in classes with different people. So. I'm still quite enjoying the experience. It's not done giving. That's really good. I mean, if you, um, one other thing I'm interested to learn a little bit about, and you just touched upon it actually a little while ago when you were mentioning about, um, you know, your, your friends in Cambridge. You know, one of the things that you get when you come to a university is an almost an immediate network, isn't it, of people from different countries, from different cultures, from from different backgrounds, you know, that you can work with. Obviously, you get them from the, the location that you're in as well. So obviously, you've got, you know, Welsh friends too. But has that been something that you found interesting? And, and is it something where you think, you know, you want to keep in touch with these people, no matter what you might do in the future? Yes, I do. Definitely. I think because as it stands right now, the the two people who my closest friends in Swansea right now, I met them in that month that I was here, my first year. Um, one of them, um, she's from Wales, um, from, and the other one is from Lithuania. So completely different backgrounds to me. And just the people who I've spent a lot of my time with, they're from all across the world, some from Morocco, Tunisia, um, some English, some Welsh. It's, and I think it, it's just something that I just absolutely love about universities. It's just people, some, you can get into social spaces where people blend so well and you don't even realize that, you know, these people are from 
all across the world until you actually start to ask and you and it's also interesting to know well people's journeys as well because my friend from Morocco she she was in America she also learned in France uh, she just finished a master's degree so it's it's a it's a whole mix and a whole range of people that you meet yeah, it's, the network is it's it's a fantastic network that you gain when you're in university can I can I ask? This is just something because I'm I'm curious about this. You you were talking before, you know, about obviously the being just on the Zoom links and seeing people's names, and and then obviously really getting to know them in in person. Did you did you get any sense of of um, connection? I know that's a kind of a silly word, but any sense of real engagement online? Like what other than being in the you know the digital classroom, you know, and I, I appreciate that it clearly doesn't compare to the face to face, but. I'm just curious, like what, what you know, you'd finish your school, your classes for that day, you're back home in Zimbabwe, you turn off the computer. What sort of feeling are you left with? Like, did you, you know, did you, do you have any sense of connection to other people? Did you, you know, interact with them socially in any way? Like, what, what was that experience like for you? I think every time I look back on it, I always tell people that online university was mental. You're in class, you're, you're lit, and once it's over, it means off. You don't see most people, there's about 100, 100 people in your course. What lecture's over, now I will speak to them again until the next lecture. There's some modules we had where we formed WhatsApp groups so that we could just talk about the course and the module. And, there's some there was some engagement there, but it was it was it was extremely difficult because you don't they in terms of um I guess intimate engagement, it was almost nothing. You the most you'd get would be if you were put into groups to do some sort of a project or uh, work on something. That's where you you'd have an opportunity to actually engage personally with people. And I found that, um, in fact, I started to hate group work because I had two group projects in the time that I was working online. And for both projects, um, the other group members just decided they didn't want to participate. And there's not much you can do if you're trying to talk to someone across the screen and they don't switch on their microphone, they don't switch on their camera, there's nothing you can do. So it's just stuff that you have to just get on with. It was, it was quite difficult. I think that it did make it, make it a bit more exciting to come to university. I think that's why I'm a bit more excited than most. Mm. Because I think anyway, everyone that experienced it online understood how much of a challenge it was. Yeah, that's a really good. Um, just you, just that little bit of that story there that you said, uh, Jason, is really interesting. And I'm just thinking a bit myself, you know. And in sometimes in sort of big group sessions, you'll have people, won't you, who who will be on mute, who won't put their picture on the screen or anything like that. So if you're lucky, you've got a name. You might have a face, but you know you've got a name, and that's it. 
And you just have no idea, do you? I mean, they could have gone for a walk. They could be doing whatever they're doing. I mean, people have a habit of multitasking anyway when they're yeah. on Zoom calls, don't, don't you? I, I don't mind as long as at least they've got some illusion of actually, you know, paying a little bit of attention. But as you say, there's that, there's almost an immediate barrier then, isn't there, for some people that if they do do that, it's it's a little bit like them shutting the door in your face, mm. really. And not you can't do that kind of thing in, in real life, can you? If you're sitting in a seminar room, even if you don't want to be there, you've got to interact with people, haven't you? So I suppose, um, you know, on, on the one hand, using technology like this can be an opportunity for those people that might be a bit shyer, to talk a bit more because you might feel a little bit more comfortable but actually for those who for whatever reason don't want to interact it can also provide them with quite an easy excuse yeah. can't it not not to do that but what what really strikes me from what you've said though in particular and if, if people even needed this saying but you know what a waste of an opportunity you know, with you just describing the people you've met and the, the countries that they can come from and what you've learned from them. And, and you know, Jason, what they will have learned from you. Um, and that's a fantastic opportunity, isn't it, that you you can get just because you're here. Yeah. It's a, it's a tricky thing, isn't it, with group work, um, whether it's in person or face or online. You can't always be part of the Avengers. Sometimes you just have to be Batman. There's nothing wrong with being Batman. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being Batman. Um, yeah, it's it, it's funny because I was I remember being on a you know on one of many 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 Zoom calls um, during COVID, and I was external examiner for a university, uh, and so I knew some of the people in the meeting, but you know a lot of the others I didn't know, and and I'm and I'm I'm looking for the people I know, and you know there's a lot of cameras off and a couple of pictures and a couple of icons, and I can see in the corner. There's somebody called Santa Claus, and, and I was like, and you, you do that kind of thing. You, you know, obviously you you figure it's a joke, but then you think, is it like what what? So I, I'm I'm private messaging one of the other colleagues who I know, and she's like, oh no no, it's not it's not the real Santa Claus. I was like, oh okay. She's like, no no, he just puts it up as a joke. It's it's Muhammad Ali. Now obviously, when you work where I work, you know Muhammad Ali's not an uncommon name, but as she said it, I was like. Wow, what, literally, what, what is going on on this call? It was um, yeah, very, very strange, um, some of the stuff that pops up. Um, yeah, and then there's a lot of black hole of just no pictures and no interaction. So, um, I mean, do you think then, sorry, to, I, I do was just going to ask you something. I was just curious, um, Jason, do you think, not that you wouldn't have enjoyed university anyway, because you're, you're clearly of the right, that, that type of personality and that sort of disposition who, you know, is, is outward going and, and, you know, can really take advantage of the opportunity. But, you know, you've liked it 10% more, 20% more, 100%. Like, you've clearly embraced it to the full, right? Because of um, almost missing, I suppose, right? It's, you, you know, it's, it's really taking advantage of something that wasn't a, a guarantee. Um, is that pushing you towards further study? Is that pushing you towards working abroad? Is that like, how is that, you know, or has it, you know, shaped your, uh, your, your mindset? Because it doesn't sound like you're, you're ready to go home. 
not that you have anything against home, but it, it sounds like you're you're in a world of uh, you know opportunity and, and engagement. And and you know if your parents are listening, we are we are not remotely encouraging to not go home, but uh, um, <laughs> to take full advantage of what he what he can. So I was just curious, like how how you think that might have impacted your your pathway. Yeah, my mother wouldn't be too happy to hear you say that. <laughs> yeah, and and as as I asked the question, I'm conscious. And we were talking about this before we started. You know, I've lived away from the the even the country where my parents are. You know, for for almost 16 years, and my two sisters live within either you know a five minute drive or an hour train ride, and so I'm. As I asked the question, I'm like, no, 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 I, I appreciate there's a there's a pull. And, and I've lived at time difference for, the, you know, for that whole time as well, right? Time, time zone difference. So, yeah, visit your mother. This is an important part of life. Visit your mother, visit your father, <laughs> hug them, tell them you love them and talk to them every day if you can. But, yeah, um, there, there's a big world out there at the same time, right? And clearly your parents have been hugely encouraging in your journey, right? They are they are very supportive in 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 your ability to, to grow and to, to travel abroad. Um, yeah, so no, sorry, I think I've, I've maybe moved away from the question, but yeah, just, uh, yeah. Um, explore the world and then go home and hug your mum. I think that's a good, it's a good life lesson, right? Yeah. Uh, I think, I, I think it's, it's more of, I wouldn't say that I'm now like, you know, 20% more, 40% more slightly or encouraged I would say probably the big would just be COVID itself and how big to the world not just because I think I now start to look at it and um, just in terms of education in general in the last month I'm sure you and Judith are aware of you know um, OpenAI and ChatGPT <laughs> and how AI has now come and almost, you know, swept the field. Um, and when I was revising for my exams, this was in January, I was using that um, those systems to help me. And you know, and I and I started to think, okay, how fast, how far is this going to go? Um, where does it reach a point where? pursuing education any further way me studying at university for another year or two becomes pointless where that added value of higher education starts to diminish and i think just the impact of covid and innovation that's probably what's now affecting my decisions mostly i would still love to um, be on not just this side of the world, but just travel the world more in general. And I think if I can secure myself in a position where I can work and travel, I think everyone wants to do that, um, but where you can work and travel, that would be you know, absolutely phenomenal. But I still do want to go back home. Regardless, I'd say most, if I spend five years away from home from, from now, from this year, if I spent five years away from home, I'd be looking to go back. Has your brother... You've always got home there, haven't you, though, in many ways, to go back to. It's not that you haven't, but as you say, the, the, the world's a big place and you've had an exciting opportunity here and you've 
made the most of it. Um, and and maybe I suppose it's just where those other opportunities might be. Have you thought of anywhere else in particular that you might be interested to visit? Any other countries? Not not as a study particularly, but as you say, to maybe work and live as well, even for just a short space of time? Um, well, I'm working and studying finance and uh, economics, so I would prefer somewhere where I could take advantage of of that. So I'd probably, even though it's not far, um, places like London, Manchester, Edinburgh, um, Switzerland, Dubai, hubs where I could, you know, make make use of. Um, the, the industry around me and kind of excel, but also um, be in a in an exciting and different place. So we you need to see if there's a position available at the British University in Dubai, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean we've got. Uh, oh, yeah, I mean you are you are ideally placed in a world you know, in a subject world where you're, you're very transferable, right? It's, it's, a, it's a useful area to explore. Um, although, you know, Judith and I have done, done pretty well with work and travel in the, the world of international education. So there's, you know, there's plenty of avenues. Um, yes. Uh, I was curious because, I, I mean, we've taken, we, I mean, we could obviously talk to you for a very long time. We've taken up uh, quite a bit of your time today. I was, I was curious if you, um, if you had any advice that you would give to a prospective international student? And, and that doesn't necessarily mean an international student traveling to Swansea, but just, you know, um, if you had any advice, you, even that you would give your younger self, you know, the types of things that you should look out for or consider um, either before or when you arrive. It's just, you know, interesting to, to hear how you can reflect back on, you know, a few years ago. And I appreciate your experience is hopefully not one that students will have to repeat in the future. Uh, you know, let, let's hope we're not dealing with lockdowns. And um, although, you know, statistically, probably at some point in the future, but, you know, let's ignore that for now. Let's just focus on the positive. As you said at the beginning, let's not give it too much power. Let's focus on uh, on the positive aspect of international education. So, yeah, I mean, any any thoughts or reflections you have on, on the beginning of your higher education journey? I think I would give the same piece to everyone. I did notice it a lot um, in conversation with one of my friends uh, when she was like, I didn't even know that I had the, that I had the option to, to go and learn outside of the UK. When I was talking to her about her options, she gave me options that were in Leeds or places that were, you know, as far as England only. And I said, did you think about going elsewhere. And she said, I actually, I didn't even. And then she came back with the, she had gone home, she came back, she was like, oh, my mom had also said that she wondered why I never brought up going to Europe, going to other countries in Europe or into America. And I think my advice would be, my advice to anyone considering higher education would be, the world is a big place. So look for somewhere that can align with what you're looking for in terms of education content but also something that 
gives you an experience wider and larger than what you've than what you you know, and that goes further than just the environment, but also with people. Don't hang around the same people as you always have. Meet new people because they might bring out a side of you that that you've been looking for or been trying to find. So I think just the world is bigger than you know it to be, and people are much more interesting. Yeah, you don't. That's really that's really profound, you know, um, Jason. And as you say, in a sense, you don't you don't know what you don't know, do you? And and actually, you don't know what other people can teach you. Not only about something different, but about yourself more than anything. You know, you learn a lot about yourself, don't you, when you're in an environment that's 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 very very different. Um, I, I have one final question for you. Um, I mean, I think my biggest challenge after we finish talking, Jason, is going to be breaking it to Chris that Santa Claus doesn't exist. Because, <laughs> you know, yeah, he's, he's, looking, he's looking a bit crushed now. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's a difference you of know, opinion. That's just it. Now no, ruined, it's, it's a difference of opinion. His day, ruined yeah. his week, ruined his year. It's, I just shouldn't have even said it on a podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm making it up, guys. Santa Claus, of course, does, does exist. What I just would like to know, um, Jason, is would you do it again? If you had the magic time machine and you could go back to that first time you got on the plane, you know, to come and study. I think I know what the answer is, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Would you do it again? hundred um, percent. Ten times out of ten, I would do it again. I think simply because you know, I've, only, I've only told you guys about the exciting things and um, touched on the difficulties. But I've had there've been some 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 hard moments. There've been some difficulties sometimes when you start to question a lot about yourself, about life. And I think I would always do it again because now I stand better than I was before, and. I always choose to to redo it the same way. That's that's fantastic. Well, I think I think probably just finally, certainly for me, it's just worth saying that um, you know you're you're a very reflective person, Jason. I I know that you've studied hard, you've learned a lot, you've really thrown yourself into living here and working here. But, you know, when you think of what you've achieved during the time, during a really difficult time globally, you know, that resilience and that, that knowledge that you've you've developed while you're here, um, I think it will be important for you to make sure you're touching base every now and then with people back home, particularly your mother, Florence. We don't want to annoy her, obviously. Um, and I know, you'd, I know your brother's gone back home. Uh, but... Seems like the world's a big place, Jason, and and it will be wonderful for the rest of the world to to for you to enjoy a bit more of it as well, and to go and visit other places and maybe get some experiences. But you can always go back, can't you? You know, you've got a fantastic place to go back to too. But there are other things out there, and um, and this is, I suppose, the, in many ways, the beginning of a journey, isn't it? Yes, it is. And- Thank you once again for for having me, and it's a 
I I appreciate the opportunity that you guys have given me because I've I've gotten more of a chance to reflect on things that were otherwise just passing thoughts and so thank you very much for that. No, you you are quite welcome and uh, good luck with your final well term and a bit and and final exams um and uh, and indeed we hope to hear from you in the future find out what it is you're doing um once you've you've made some decisions about post graduation um but yeah we wish you all the luck in the world um and uh, thank you very much indeed uh, for your time and my guess is when we hang up you can go call your mum and uh <laughs> and then, and then the, the circle will be complete. And tell her thank you, thank her from us as well. Um, um, obviously, without her and your father's support and your family, you wouldn't be in this position for us to be able to learn from your experience. So it's, uh, you know, it's it's a pleasure to have spoken to you and to to share some time with you. So thank you very much indeed.